0: Tonight, we're going to have the talk nobody wants to hear. Now, this is a long chapter. Um, I suggest that we start with the first uh, portion up to page 61 to the uh, student questions and comments, and then we can come to those um, if we get to them, and if not we could stay with just the first portion of it. So what does Joko mean when she says the talk nobody wants to hear?
1: This practice isn't really going to save us in the way we think it is.
0: (laughs) Ah, okay, good. And what what does that mean, that the practice isn't going to
2: save us? Well,
1: when we enter the practice, we may be entering it with the notion that we're going to feel better, be better, achieve something through this practice, and it's all about us, uh-huh. and we can't even imagine helping somebody who we don't like, or wishing that, you know, this broader net, uh-huh. maybe, uh, and I think that's what she talks about, the second point of view, is that broader net, and yes. even if I'm convenienced... But I think a lot of people, myself included, you know, certainly initially uh, I wasn't thinking that. I didn't even realize I wasn't thinking about other people, frankly. <laughs> yeah. It took time to realize
0: that. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with starting it from where you said. Um, because that's where we all start from in our own particular form. We can't help but start from there because that's the way we've been operating with everything else in our life. So, of course, when we come to practice, we bring to it however we've been in the rest of our life. We can't bring anything else to it. um, To have, and that's fine. Um, It's fine that that's what we bring to it. Um, It's not useful to keep staying there, or or let us say it differently. As we practice, we discover that we're forced to go beyond that because if we just keep staying with that, then we just go around in circles, so to speak, or chase our tail. Um, Or as Joko says, there's nothing wrong with wanting any of these things. But if we think that achieving... That's on page 58 in the first full chapter, full paragraph. There's nothing wrong with wanting any of these things. But no. if we think that achieving them is what practice is about, then we still don't understand practice. So fine, we begin with what we want because that's where we, how we naturally approach the universe that we call our life, whether it's focused narrowly on me or when we turn to the rest of the people we encounter and the circumstances we encounter. We usually start with a point of view of, what do I want from this? Fine. And in a way, practice forces us to recognize this, whether we want to or not, because even just in simply sitting zazen, still and upright, we discover how much that, um, let me see how you call it, running around in a wheel like a mouse in a, in a cage is what we're doing when we run after, I want, I want, we want, we want. Um. So. Okay. So. So. What else? And any other specifics about um. What nobody wants to hear. Well,
3: I've gotten to the point where. My cousin will email me and say, Oh, have a relaxing Zen retreat. It must be so relaxing. And somebody else will say something like that. And I just, you know, kind of smile and move on. But it just, that's something I don't want to hear,
0: is that Zen retreats are so relaxing. (laughs) Oh, but isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that you get to hear that from them, though you don't want to hear it?
3: (laughs) Everybody's, uh, uh, my friends, that's their perception.
1: Enjoy the retreat.
3: Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: But it's good to hear that they have these um, positive intentions toward you and yeah. it it's not much use trying to quote correct them unless they're serious they seriously want to hear what the retreat is like or what the sashin is like otherwise we take what the people offer and if we get caught up in needing to correct them well what do we get from that <laughs> <Get caught up>. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we get them to feel resentful about trying to be nice to us and getting their head bitten off, or whatever mild form of it it is. <laughs> See, in a way, this is exactly what Joko's talking about. How do we serve everyone, including the people who make Suggestions that we quite don't like, or we're not sure we want to accept, or, or whatever. See that, that's exactly what she's talking about. How do we be responsible for them and see what's a skillful response out of being present, out of us, them together, being this moment life, rather than what do I want, what don't I want, what, am, what are they giving me, what are they not giving me, how am I feeling about this. You could want all sorts of things, but if you don't get it, what do we do? <laughs> so, tell me more about the talk nobody wants to hear for the first and second viewpoint, as Joko brings them up.
3: Well, I seem to be uh, I heard a talk, I, words I didn't want to hear, Wednesday morning.
2: Uh-huh.
3: It was about the nursing home. Ah. And, and the vote was... Uh, to 45% not to increase property taxes and about the same, they want to sell or dispose of the nursing home. Okay. Um, And I I didn't know the results of the vote until I walked into the door and asked the receptionist. And um, I was working with that for a while. But Mm -hmm. what I noticed was... All of the people working there, they still smiled at you and said good morning. They did their jobs. I didn't see people on the hall, you know, talking together and and worrying and all this because I imagine they're going to lose their jobs or their life is going to change. Everybody's life there, I think, is going to change rather drastically. But I was sort of looking to see if I could find the nurse Jean-Marie a wonderful man from the Congo who we've become friends because I needed a hug is what I needed but that's the first viewpoint (laughs) I need a hug because this Champaign County nursing home is going to be sold whereas then I looked at all the workers and I thought wow they're They're doing their job
0: and also to be willing to not know what's going to be next Um, If see we we are quick to jump to conclusions about what's going to be if such and such just like in some of the situations that Joko brings up in this uh, chapter we're quick sometimes to go past the news that we hear and then make assumptions or we're quick to hear what someone else says to us and then make assumptions what that must mean for the future or what that must mean that their real intentions are or, and it's, it's fine to, for those thoughts to come up, but it's useful to notice where we're believing that and where we're acting out of that belief and holding on to that belief and carrying that along and sort of digging in to ourself and others into the moment of life with those beliefs. We'll see what what happens there. Um, But that's another moment of talk that we didn't want to hear. And yet, for some reason, the universe presented that to you.
2: Oh, sure did. I think another aspect of practice that we don't want to hear about she talks about, on page 59, uh-huh. this the last full paragraph on the page, uh-huh. and she talks about true practice yes. being much more about seeing how we hurt ourselves and others' with deluded thinking and actions. Yes. And then she says, it is seeing how we hurt people perhaps simply because we are so lost in our own concerns that we can't see them. Yes. Not that we go out intentionally to hurt someone, we just don't see. We just don't see the results of our actions or the target of our actions. And I was thinking when I read that about this concept of cyberbullying, how we have even have a new um, channel, a new new media form that creates a separation. You know, beyond what we were used to in the past, where we could go out and tweet and text and and put things on social media that are painful and harmful, and never even aware of the results of such actions. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a, a new technology to to express that that human trait, that human condition of inadvertently and unknowingly hurting people.
0: Well. It, in a way, it's all technology is subject to the use of our, by our habits. And it's the habits, whether it's posting, um, vicious, nasty stuff or other things. And the fact that you can do it broadly or you can do it narrowly to the person who you meet in the store and get upset about or even as you drive down the road and, you know, um, make comments uh, visually or otherwise about other people's driving, or all sorts of ways. See, but it's it's not the the, the means of doing it keeps changing because our technology keeps changing. But the habits involved and the um, uh, presence or non-presence or the greed and anger arising and either being fueled or being enveloped as our practice opportunity is really the question um, that we need to look at. Which of those are we doing? I mean, that's why it's the first question or the second question. The first question is, if I feel this way, what do I want to do as a result of it? I want to say such and such to them and post this and whatever. Or, to look another side, and it's not always clear to us, and it's certainly not clear if we're not present um, in what's arising. If we, that's as we sit, we discover all sorts of thoughts, feelings arise, so, and we don't have to know from where and we don't know uh, for why. That's irrelevant. Whether it's in so-called mental states or so-called physical conditions um, whether it's in so-called within us or whether it's so-called within others and and it appears towards us so yes isn't it great
2: yeah i think it's a it's very difficult yes to, to see in ourselves this this reactive tendency
0: to to ignore and then to cause suffering through that ignorance. Well, uh, uh, I,
4: have, I have an example.
0: What, one moment, let me just say something. What it, it, exactly what you read? I'll, I'll read it again. Seeing how we hurt ourselves and others. I mean, that's the point that she's made: to, to be willing to see how we hurt both our so-called ourselves and both so-called others with diluted thinking and actions. Okay, go ahead.
2: Who wants to see that?
4: <laughs> um, yeah, an example this week. Uh, yes. Uh, reading the chapter, but it, it, well, it didn't occur to me while reading the chapter, of course. But I um, uh, had a meeting last night uh, it, with a group where we are attempting to uh, assist this person uh, in getting to the next step in their uh, program of uh, learning and advancement in their field. And uh, I we were talking about, because the person didn't come to the meeting. And so the committee members were, you know, talking about the whole situation. And uh, the fact was that uh, none of us has felt that uh, there was any true engagement between this person and the committee uh, over the last six months or however long it's been. And you know, then when I was at home, I was thinking about the word engagement and that... Uh, this person's not engaged with us uh, to the
3: point where we're, it's it's difficult to help this person mm-hmm. and
4: then I started to think about the word engagement maybe in a little different way like um, engaged to be married uh-huh. uh, and and it and then that makes it two-way street yes and so uh, that means that if I want engagement then I have to engage with this person not it just expect that person to engage with me or with the committee or so it's uh yeah so now my now I'm want to figure out, okay, now what do I do to help in this, in this way, but it was, you know, and then I started thinking about the chapter, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, and ha- ha- how do we engage with this person where they are, yes. as opposed to, what, um, I <laughs> what where you want them to be? Yeah, um, right. Uh, where, um, and we don't want to engage where they are, because where they are might be that they don't want to engage with us. Where they are might be that they have very different agenda than the committee has. I, don't, I know nothing about what this is, so I'm just... But, sure. Sure. in a way, what Joko is saying, and, and she says it very specifically, um If we're caught in the first viewpoint of wanting something or other, whether to feel good, to feel blissful, enlightened, we need to be disturbed. And we need to be disturbed means the universe will disturb us um, because our life will disturb us because it won't fit what we want. It might fit it, it in some ways and then it might not fit in other ways. And the universe consists of all the encounters from morning to night, whether, again, whether we're so-called inside or so-called outside. See, that means how do we open ourselves to the universe of circumstances inside or outside that are bigger than just the ones that we want or like or that fit our picture.
2: I remember this morning when
5: I was sitting that the the dog was barking and, you know, interrupting me, wanting to go outside, (laughs) you know. And how dare she, uh, you know, she didn't realize I was trying to get in touch with myself. (laughs) She was in touch with me. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely in touch with me. And so there was a, like you said, the universe really did intervene, as it were, the guys the in the guise of the dog, yeah, <laughs> teaching me the lesson that I really needed to learn. <laughs> it's not all about you, Ken.
0: Yeah, <laughs> in, in a way, that's. Joko sort of uses just one word that. Um, uh, clarifies that when she says, the center, we have to move from us being the center of everything, or at least imagining that we are the center of everything, from that preoccupation with ourself, to a preoccupation with, you could say, life. Of this moment you could say the universe this moment, you could say everything we encounter this moment, or you could just say this moment, which includes all of those um, despite the fact that we want to keep shrinking it back to me versus or me plus those who I agree with and like versus everything else, or so me and the circumstances that go the way I want them to, versus the other circumstances that somehow my practice has to help me in fixing. See, and that's the point when, when she talks about her student who calls to her with his prognosis, diagnosis, and conditions. No. in a way it's about noticing the word I want or wanting wanting all sorts of things and what happens when what we want isn't what appears which is what was brought up earlier about that the results of that the vote at Regarding the nursing home. Or, could be a result of what our sibling want, wants and doesn't want. Or our partner, or our coworker, or our body's condition. Or, and you fill in the next or. So again, I'll ask, what what can we say about what don't we want to hear?
5: How is it supposed to be, and how is it really?
0: <laughs> so, which of those don't we want to hear?
5: Well, um, I, I suppose you know, if I were honest, I guess it's how how is it really? But I know that that Good. phrase it really helps me. Yes. When things aren't going the way I want and uh-huh. noticing notices I want.
0: Good, good. And, and and it's good to notice you use the word supposed to be. That's very much what we want to hear. Because we want the supp- I mean supposed to is another word another way of saying want. The way it's supposed to be is the way I want it to be. Yeah, well, I mean,
5: that's a Joko line, so I'm not trying
0: to blame right. that. It's okay. So. <laughs> Joko, Joko's line is your line now because you said it. See? <laughs> she doesn't have to hold on to it. It's your line now. And if you internalize it, then it's your line <laughs> as your practice. And that means that you internalize Joko's line. Great. See, and, in a way, that's our practice doesn't matter where it appears because everything that appears is just our life. So when Joko has a line in your life, that's your life yeah,
5: yeah well, she helps me start
6: good,
0: good. There are words like supposed to, want to, um, shouldn't, should, other words, and those are just a few. We have to see the ones that we like to use and become sensitive to noticing when they pop up, so-called internally or externally, whether when we say them to ourselves and no one else hears because we don't say it out loud, or when we say it out loud. To ourselves or to others. When we begin noticing those words, we might notice that those are the words that we want to hear. So we might use those as a reminder to look at what don't I want to hear right now. Not necessarily have to follow it further, but if we look, that gives us an opportunity to clarify, is there something further here in what I don't want to hear?
4: Maybe I don't want to hear that we have to do something rather than get something.
2: Okay,
0: and and say something more about that.
4: Well, um, that that we had. We, I
5: mean, we really have to do
4: something uh, to, when we're out of ourselves,
2: uh-huh.
4: rather than uh, just sitting, waiting for something to come to us, that we're going to get something out of this.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay, let me try and say it a different way, though, because I think that what happens is that the how is it really... I mean, it is just, it really is more realistic. It's more pragmatic. It allows, allows for more productive action. So, if you're hung up on how is it supposed to be, then, um, the, the shift that happens, actually, what I would rather emphasize is the shift that happens when you're, when you're able to be more realistic about it allows you, like the nursing home or whatever it is, I don't know if there's anything that can be done, but it allows you to see, Try and do uh, something more productive. Like, what what is the action I can take here? What is what is uh, something I can do about? Uh, like, I was working on our taxes. You know, you know, what 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 is there to do? And uh, you know, and then you can sort of sort that out w- without some of the other dross.
0: I remember a student who used to put off. Taxes um, every season, every year when it came up, by first getting an extension. Uh, But there would it would be months from the beginning of the year till April when the topic was always getting the extension. And finally, they would get the extension, and then it would be a net X number of months about how how difficult it was to get together all the documents in order to do the taxes and then it was about having to go to the accountant and turn over all these documents um, and this went on each year it, it 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 didn't just go on one year it was year after year there was this struggle from january Actually, it went on more because it was also there were also quarterlies, but it was a regular practice theme of what they wanted and what they didn't, and there was this whole drama of and and uh, of exploring how to practice with all the uh, what should I say. Concerns and reasons not to do it, not to have to do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um It's almost like an illness. I mean, taxes served as an ongoing illness that one had to see how to practice with. So we all have different habits with, with those things. Um, so... It's it's very nice. Um, Where uh, on page sixty one, um, in the middle of the second paragraph, Joko said. She talks about what's difficult about Zen practice. Now she says Zen practice is difficult largely because it creates discomfort. I wouldn't say it creates discomfort. I would say it exposes our discomfort, and, she says, brings us face-to-face with problems in our lives. It exposes and brings us face-to-face with what we call problems, discomfort, what we call what we don't want to do. Nevertheless, somehow it happens to be our life. And even more, as she points out, that's exactly our opportunity. It's not that we have to go looking somewhere to create special circumstances, even though we, you can say formal sitting or sashina, are special circumstances. Really, they're very plain and simple, ordinary circumstances, except that we don't allow ourselves as much to indulge in what we want to hear and we almost force ourselves to a little bit hear what we don't want to hear as in the ways that she frames it in this chapter. Some of you haven't spoken so this is a chance for us to hear what you don't want to say, but still to say.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, this is Lisa. Uh, Right there where you were just reading from, Uh um, I was going to say, point out this line that struck me, which is um, right after what you were reading, when she says, um, to sit quietly when we're upset and would really like to be doing something else is a lesson that sinks in little by little. So that's you know that's that's a big one
0: for me yes and 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 that's a good point is because when we're upset what is our habit
1: to run around trying to fix the situation or to to do something to to alleviate the feeling of being upset
0: yes or to blame someone else for the situation or something else yes right. yes um And we can discover that even when we're sitting quietly, all of a sudden upset arises and we want to do all sorts of things rather than to sit with this, to embrace how it is when this upset arises and how it is when this upset passes, so to speak.
2: Yeah.
6: This is Cindy. When I first started reading this chapter, I found myself thinking, well, yeah, but in this first viewpoint, I mean, you do see that... that in some sense, something gets better for me. Mm-hmm. And then I got to page uh, 59. Uh, she says, There's a pitfall inherent in practice, however. If we practice well, many of the demands of the first viewpoint may be satisfied. We are likely to feel better, be more comfortable, we may feel more at ease with ourselves. These changes can confirm in us the misconception that the first viewpoint is correct—that practice is about making life better for ourselves. In fact, the benefits to ourselves are incidental. The real point of practice is to serve life as fully and fruitfully as we can. And it's sort of a—I don't know the word for it. I don't think it's—I it's don't think it's a paradox. But it's, it's something where. Um, I, just the again, I don't know what the word for it is, but the but the fact that 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 then practice does can result in you in strengthening that belief that this is about me, you know, something being better for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And. and and just the—it um, seems like that because that happens, then sometimes it's hard to see um, that that is what that that is what's going on. That it seems like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I see how this works, and then then something inevitably happens where um maybe i'm uh working with something in a what i think is a practice kind of way and then it doesn't you know it doesn't go <laughs> the way i want it to or i don't feel more comfortable or that person is angrier than they were do you, you know what i'm saying yes. and then there's uh, then there's that sense of oh Well, it's not working like I thought it would. Yes. I don't know. There was something about the way that she expressed that that was so clear. I thought, you know, I must have heard this many times before, but um, she was very to the point of it. And there was another place. I can't remember. There was another place where she she makes kind of that same point again about um, I, I don't know about that we can we can mistake what's happening for confirmation of our belief that practice is somehow making things better for me.
0: Yes, and our life will sooner or later hopefully disabuse us of this notion. Sometimes when it disabuses us of this notion, we run away from practice. We say, okay, practice is not working. It's not taken care of because despite the fact that things got better, 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 all of a sudden, the same old problems come up in a different way. Or, you come in to... to uh your practice to the Zendo, the teacher to the whatever, and you don't get what you think you should get to keep it being better. All of a sudden you get something, oh, this is harder, I thought I was supposed to have been past all this, or you... you get told, okay, great, you've got this difficult situation and you want to go do ABC, which you think is going to take care of it. And you're told, no, 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 DEF is what you need to do. But no, 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 I'm supposed to do ABC. I mean, my job in Sashim is to do this, this, and this, and all. How come they're giving me this new, new, or how come they're giving this new person that better position, or who knows what? But we, you will be reminded of what the real point of practice is. Whether you are willing to embrace that or not depends on you. But somehow or other you need to be disabused of that notion, whether because the circumstance of life show you that though things are getting better, getting better includes circumstances that you somehow don't think should appear, or getting better (laughs) includes other people saying or doing things that you are sure you don't deserve, or getting better includes, and then you could fill in, um, being told to work on ABC when you say, no, I shouldn't have to work on that, I'm past that, or Yes. Isn't that great? Right.
6: Well, it, it was. it's funny in that one place, too. I can't remember where she says about the... Uh, uh, I don't know. She says something about taking care of as many people as we can. Uh-huh. Or I can't remember where that is. And just uh, this week, I've had several conversations with people about these classes I'm going to be teaching <coughs> next fall, that each class is going to have 275 people in it, which is just daunting, <laughs> very daunting to
5: me. Uh-huh.
6: And then when she says taking care of as many people, I said, okay, well, there's the opportunity. <laughs> I, I do not want to take care of that many people, and yet... You know, my name is on the schedule and people are enrolling in this class that has 275 seats in it and that's what's happening.
0: Yes. The universe somehow is producing what you don't think it should.
5: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Great for a great grad assistant.
0: And and these, these... In a way, we're we're fortunate that we can practice with these, which are very simple situations, as um, in the sense that we can see this, and it's also, though it might be difficult, it's not quote life threatening in the way that the circumstance that Joko brings up about her former student with lung cancer, or about the people in the Syrian town who were gassed and are dying from, you know, the chemical attack, or, and you could look at all the other circumstances where we are um, faced with conditions that we don't want, think we should have, and nevertheless it is our practice whether it's someone in our family who's nasty to us or coworker or so on and so forth now i want us to stop here not because i want us to stop with this um chapter but because we can now continue this um looking more closely Maybe reviewing again this part and then looking at the questions, answers, or the comments and Joko's responses in the next um, few pages. Continuing with this, because in a way this is a fundamental um, set of issues or points that are part of ongoing practice and ongoing life-death practice that we all are in. So, but if some someone or, or a number of you have some last points you want to make it, now now's the time. Anyone?
5: Um, this is Len, and I'll just uh, confess that uh, when I read this chapter, I found myself thinking... Um, oh come on! Can't you just lie to us a little bit? <laughs> I, I mean, this this was kind of a brutal chapter, I thought, uh-huh. and uh, so I found it interesting that somebody, someone someone uh, mentioned that their friends were telling them to have a nice session, a nice relaxing session, because I thought, oh, you know, one of the things that's wonderful and in some ways, if you'll forgive me, terrible about Joko is that. She's just so straightforward, but yeah. I have to tell you, there were times when I was like, oh please, it's really okay to lie to me this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We're, we're all experts at lying to ourselves, and it's fine. It's not <laughs> so much lying as keeping up the narrow um, perspective and habits, and those are all fine as far as they take us, because that's what impels us to start with something crazy like practice or something strange and different. However, however, if we keep up with it, there comes a point when it traps us. So we sort of have to use it almost like a step stool, but we have to go to the next step. Because if we just stay on the first step, we can't take the next step. Now, of course, the next step isn't higher or better. And for each of us, it's going to be provided for. You don't have to worry about whether you're going to um, be given the next opportunity. Guaranteed. You don't have to go looking for special opportunities. Your life will offer them. Guaranteed. What? We have to do, each of us, is do our ongoing practice in the various forms, whether it's in sitting or in sashin or in all the activities of the day with all the people we encounter, and we will have the opportunities.
1: Yeah, but sometimes it's interesting because, like, this week a number of things happened that I wasn't expecting and that I that was gonna go a different way, but actually I found it really fascinating that I could see what I thought was gonna happen and then see what really did happen. You know? And that, that can be kind of interesting sometimes.
0: Yes, yes. And it's good to notice what we thought was going to happen because often once we get to what did happen, we either have um our reactions to what did happen without even noticing what we thought was going to, going to happen, or we, we sort of shift into what did happen and forget that we had brought all these uh, this other baggage or this backpack full of what is going to happen stories, um, or as what's supposed to be, as as Joyce brought up, stories. Um, we forget those, except that somehow they reappear. Appear again at another time, even though we're not carrying them along. Somehow they pop up out of the ether. So, good. Um, so let us stop this discussion for tonight and continue it again next week. Um, look with a little more attention and broadening our intention, both in terms of looking at the next few pages. Um, and the discussion, but also looking at it in terms of our own life uh, um, in this coming week and uh, seeing what we hear and what we don't want to hear of the present moment. Okay, thank you all. Good night. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everybody. Good Good night. Thank you.
6: Good night.